build the skills that you need to build. And out of that building, skill building, you will get confidence and you will start getting better and better at these things. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, welcome to another episode of uh, Beyond Retirement. I'm Jackie Doucette, and today I've got Kevin Koskella with me again. You may remember him from a previous episode. What we're going to talk about today is how Kevin got involved in his independent lifestyle and how things are going with him today. So thanks for joining me again today, uh, Kevin. I hope things are going well for you. Things are great, Jackie. Thanks for having me on again. I'm wondering today if we could just chat a little bit about your Tri Swim Coach business initially, and it it wasn't an online business, I, I don't believe, and I I think that you moved it into the online uh, realm to help you become location independent. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Absolutely, yeah, I love this topic. Um, so I got laid off from my corporate job, and uh, I was kind of looking for work, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But in the meantime, while I was kind of looking for the next thing, I started teaching swim lessons. It was something that I was really uh, excited about and passionate about at the time. And I'd never really done that before, even though I was a competitive swimmer growing up. I never really taught lessons other than just a few here and there. But I started doing it at a local YMCA. And uh, I was mostly just teaching adults and um, decided that because it seemed like there was a huge demand for adults learning swimming, I decided to start kind of going off and doing it uh, on my own and also teaching at the Y. And so that would, I just started with like not knowing anything about how to run a business or how much to charge or any of that, but I just enjoyed it. So I thought I'll, I'll get some personal clients and, and just see what happens. And through that, um, I started attracting a certain type of person that was coming to me over and over and over. And I was triathletes. So people that do the swim, bike, run events, and they wanted to get better at swimming or just learn swimming even. And so I got to teach a wide range of different levels, um, which was awesome. And so that uh, kind of led me to, okay, well, this is nice. I can make a little bit of money, not a lot, but I can make a little bit of money on this swim lesson business, but uh, I, I can't really reach a big audience. It was just my local area at the time. And that's not like my, I didn't see my future as just building up this swim lesson business because I would always be stuck in the air and I'm trading my time for money, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to do something that I could leverage so that I could have access to a bigger audience. So I started just dabbling on, uh, dabbling in online business and started learning a little bit about how to do that. And my topic, I felt was a very, uh, it's a natural fit. It was a niche topic. It was uh, swimming for triathletes. And so um, I just put up a site called triswimcoach.com. And I, when I say put up, I, I had no idea how to program. I had no idea how to do design, web design, any of that. So I hired somebody overseas and I paid them like $100. And I got this really not so good looking site up, but it was there and I could send people to it. So um, it was probably within a month or two of putting that site up that I was like, I got to do something with this. 
and I have to make it, I have to sell something because I can, I, I can attract people from all over the world. So I decided to write a guide to triathlon training for swimming. And I just put, uh, just created a word file and then uh, turned that into a PDF and put it on my site. And I just said 12 weeks swim training plan for triathlon. And I put a PayPal button up. Um, and believe me, I knew nothing about how to do any of this. I had to learn each step along the way. And, um, within, uh, like as soon as I put that uh, PayPal button up, I was actually the next day I was going, I was getting on a plane to Europe from California. So I was flying to Europe and I just set up my website with the PayPal button, with the product and everything. I arrive in Europe. I had, it was like a day before I could check my email and check my email. I had two orders that came in while I was traveling in that day and they didn't work. <laughs> so oh, no. the, there, there was a problem. So one, one of the people that tried to uh, buy my guide didn't get it. And he sent me several, he sent me several emails just furious. Like I paid $20 for this and I didn't get it. And so anyway, that was my start to the online world. And it, it was, it was a bit uh, unraveling for me, but it was also a great learning experience and it didn't uh, just the fact that somebody paid money for something that I created was enough for me to have a ton of momentum at that time. So I just fixed all the problems and went from there. And then it, it started as this guide. And then eventually I made that guide. I turned that into a DVD and started selling the DVD online, um, shipping it out to people. And then from there I went, made, when DVD started to become less popular, I created a membership site. So took all the information that I already had and turned it into a membership site. And then so people pay to join the membership and then they get, you know, all the same materials plus a lot more. So that's kind of how the transition went and, um, and, and, and it sort of evolved from there and it's completely different business and website than it was early on now. Wow. That's a, quite a journey. It'd be a bit, a bit of a shock, I think, uh, to uh, get off the plane and discover that there's people sending you basically hate mail about your, uh, about your site. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny because that's one of those things you'll hear uh, people will talk about, um, you know, the paralysis analysis thing where, where you analyze something too much and then you just never do it. Um, and that's something that I, I kind of did the opposite of that. So I think I sometimes jumped the gun a little bit too soon where I have an idea and I'm like, okay, I'm going to create this guide and it's not that great of a guide, but I know there's an audience out there. So I just put it up and then I missed the little details about like, well, when they, when they pay the money, then it should download over here and something goes wrong. And it's like, then I deal with the consequences later. So I still have that. I still do that. I still like just act and, and then I make mistakes and then I have to go back and fix them. But you know, it's kind of all up to your personality. For me, it's like um, the momentum is the most important thing. If I don't have momentum, then it's just everything's going to die in the water. Right. So do you think that there are probably a lot of businesses like that that could be uh, transitioned to online from offline relatively easily? Yeah, no, it, I would say no, <laughs> because it, it's so hard. I mean, it's it, like, that's the thing is like, um, I think there's a lot of hype out there with people teaching how to uh, do this and then how to build an online course. And there's a lot of hype where it's like, oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. That's what everybody says. That's to get you to buy because most people um, will buy the dream and they're not going to do anything. So that's what these marketers, they know. They know that that's what they're selling. They're not selling uh, some easy program. They're selling the dream that it's an easy thing. So I'd say, no, it's not easy. And uh, 
but I think there are a lot of businesses, having said that, it, that, that it is, is difficult, there are a lot of businesses that can go through that transition. And even, so I'm in the world of health coaches. Like I, I'm like, I'm becoming certified as a health coach and uh, with Work Hero, my WordPress help site, we work with a lot of health coaches. So that's, uh, that's an area where I talk to these health coaches all the time and a lot of them have these businesses where they're taking on clients and that's how they make money. They sign up a client and they work with that client one-on-one -on -one, or they do like group coaching online, which is a little bit um, better in terms of leveraging your time. But they, a lot of them don't have this online component. And the fear is that, well, who am I? There's like hundreds of thousands of health coaches in North America. What do I, how can I distinguish myself? And that's where I think the block happens where you can distinguish yourself based on just you as an individual person, your personality, the way you deliver it. Like, yeah, there may be, there may be thousands of people teaching like how to eat paleo or something, or how to, how to succeed in paleo, but you have your own unique take on it. You have your own style. You have like so many things going for you that so many people that other people don't have. So there's always room for more voices out there. And like you, Jackie, are starting a podcast and you're going to have a lot of unique things to add to the discussion around these topics. And it's not, it doesn't matter that there's 300 other podcasts that are saying similar things. It really doesn't matter because you have a unique voice. So, um, so that's what the way I would look at it is it not to let it stop you. If there's competition, that's, that's great. You know, don't let that stop you because you're the, you're still going to be the only you, right? So you can't, like no one can duplicate you. Right. And that's, uh, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with the idea that they have something of value to, to add to the big pile that's out there. Because while you say we all have our own unique voice and no one can present things quite the way we do, I think looking at it from, from myself uh, or from my point of view, and also probably from a lot of the listeners points of view, what we have to offer isn't as valuable as someone else who's been doing it for a while or someone who has uh, certifications for something, whereas we're just starting out and there's kind of a, a hesitance there to, uh, to jump into the, the fray when you don't have anything to show that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's a really good point that you're bringing up. And that's uh, the cult, the Tim Ferriss, the four hour workweek guy, he calls it the cult of the expert. So it's like this idea that there are experts out there. Uh, and he says expert is only if you know like 5% more than your audience, so that's all you need. And then you just declare yourself if you want, if you need to do that, you declare yourself an expert. And that's, I learned that early on when I was running, uh, starting out with TriSwim Coach because I, I felt that same thing. Like, who am I? Like, I've never, first of all, I, I didn't swim in the Olympics. I didn't even swim in like, like a national meet where I was anyone. I, I was at a division two university and I did pretty well there, but I, nobody knew who I was. And I definitely didn't coach anybody of significance. It wasn't like I, I could say, oh, well, I coached this person that did an Ironman. I didn't even have that. So for me, it was creating that expertise, that, that looking having people look at me as an expert. So I just kind of went with the idea that, well, yeah, I'm an expert because I know more than people that are doing these things that are wanting to learn more. And that's it. There was nothing else. And um, then as time went on, after I sold a few of my guides, I started feeling like, okay, now I can say I'm an author. So I could say, well, I'm an author. And you know, then there's ways to become a best-selling author on Amazon. 
that aren't too difficult. So then I was like a best-selling author. So then it's like, you start adding these things and then you have credentials, even though you started with nothing. Wow. That's a, I wouldn't have thought of that actually too. I've <laughs> sold a couple of guides. So now I'm an author. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, one last thing that I'm not sure everyone is kind of aware of. How do you, how do you keep on top of things while you're traveling all around and you're, you're trying to do your business from wherever you are? How do you keep on top of the way things are changing in the world and, and the way that trends are going in, in business uh, circles? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think there's a couple of uh, parts of that question that I could answer. So um, as far as like traveling goes and keeping on, on top of all the things that are going on, the first thing is, well, right now, um, I can be totally honest and say that I'm not really keeping on top of a lot because uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm staying in paradise and I, I've, I've been working, I'm still working here, but it's so incredibly beautiful and nice here that I haven't been uh, nearly as diligent as I usually am when I'm traveling, but I'm only in this place for a week. So I want to take advantage of as many things as I can, including just pure rest, you know, not, not necessarily like doing things, but just being able to exist without having to think about deadlines and things like that. So, um, but normally uh, I will designate like certain times, like here in Asia, it's much easier to work in the morning and in, in the evening, because those are the times where there's a little bit of overlap with North America where a lot of my communication happens. So then I can say, okay, I'm going to work three hours in the morning and I'm going to work three hours in the evening and that's it. And then the rest of the day I can do my workouts and whatever else I, I need to do. Um, so scheduling that is great. And, you know, there's some, there's this concept of like the busier you are, the more you can kind of handle. And so, um, I like that because if I'm sort of just leaving everything wide open, then I have a tendency just to not get nearly as much done. If I say, Oh, I have 10 hours to do all these things. It's not, it's much harder than if I say, Oh, I have three hours to do these things. I'm just going to get them done. Like in those three hours, much more likely. So, um, and yeah, as far as keeping up on things, <clears throat> I have partners. So both with both of my businesses, with Tristone Coach and with Work Hero, I have uh, partnerships with people that really help with that. So um, between, they're different partners you know, with, with each business, but um, between the two of us, between the two of us in each one, we're able to you know, share information with each other and make sure we're on top of things. And I, and especially with Work Hero, I leave that up to my partner who is, um, he's much more active in terms of like seeking out this information than I am. I sort of subscribe to some, some things and I let it come to me, but he's out there being proactive. And so that's really helpful because then he'll come up with ideas and go, Hey, I just, I was reading this on this forum and check this out. And so then we can stay current and up to speed because we're doing WordPress, basically WordPress maintenance, which involves a lot of keeping on top of all, a lot of things. So we have to do that. There's no choice in the matter. So that's something that brought up another question for me, Sorry, You say in both of your businesses, you've got a partner. Is that something that you'd recommend to people, depending, of course, on what kind of business that they're doing? Do you think it's important to have someone else that you can bounce ideas off or someone else who's maybe a personality type that's a little different than yours to help things move along? Um, yeah, that's a great question. And I would say that my first thought is no that I would, not, I would not seek out a partner. Um, especially in, in these type of businesses where you're trying to transition from um, having clients to having like customers that are paying you. 
I would say that it would be better. The, the first option I would take is to hire virtual assistants to help you with different aspects of your business. And preferably, uh, you have consistency there. So you don't, you're not continually hiring different people and having them work in different roles, but instead having people that you work with uh, on a regular basis. Um, if you can do it that way, I think it's much better than having partners, partnerships. Um, because partnerships generally don't work out. Like there's, there's a very high chance that, uh, that you, if you form a partnership with somebody, that it's just not gonna work. And there's all kinds of reasons for that. Um, and and it, it's tricky, it's really tricky. And I can talk a little bit about how I ended up with partners in both businesses. Um, one, with Tristune Coach, I was running it 100% solo with help from virtual assistants. But, um, but all the, the, the little side projects I needed done, like I needed you know, graphics, I needed video editing, I needed all these things. And I would always be scrambling to find, okay, here's a guy that can do some, some video and here's a guy that can do some graphics. Here's, an, here's somebody that can handle this. And I was always like scrambling for all these things. And then I met somebody that had a lot of this marketing experience, plus he was a triathlete, which is right in line with what we're doing. And um, we, we, got, um, we, we met actually at a video shoot and um, seemed like a great guy. And so we just started talking and then he ended up doing a video for me. And then from that video, I saw his, the value that he provided and I asked him if he wanted to partner on the whole project. So that is sort of like, it, it sort of fell into my lap. It wasn't something I was seeking out and it took a, a lot of steps to get there where we actually decided to partner on the business. So that's why I say it's, it, I, I would be really careful about partnerships. Um, if it's, if it's something that really looks amazing and it's going to work, yes. But if it's just like you're just kind of feeling not or you're feeling um, that you're lacking confidence and you want a partner to give you, to supply you with more confidence, I would say don't do that. Just build the skills that you need to build. And out of that building, skill building, you will get confidence and you will start getting better and better at these things. So, um, and just really quickly on my partner with Work Hero, um, it's, it was kind of somewhat similar. I was going to start this business and I had this guy that was working for me as an administrative assistant, um, a young guy that was in college in Brazil. And he was a listener of my Freedom Loving podcast. And that's how I met him was through the podcast. Met him virtually, not in person. And um, yeah, so uh, I told him that after he, he was doing some uh, admin work for me, he was great. He was awesome. And um, I told him about this idea I had. I said, I'm going to start this business. And uh, would you want to work uh, as an assistant for that business? And he wrote me back and said, I want to work with you on this, but I want to be your partner. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hadn't, I never even thought of that. I, I really haven't thought of that. I thought, because my first instinct was, or my first, not instinct, but my first thought was, he's too young. There's no way this is going to work. That, that's crazy. Like, he, there's, I can't have somebody that's that young working with me and as a partnership. But then we talked, and the more I got thinking about it, I thought, this is actually sounding really good. So we ended up uh, partnering on this. And um, so it's been great. I mean, it's been a, it's been a really great situation for so many reasons. But again, like if I had sought out somebody like him, I never would have worked. It, it would have just failed. So that's, yeah. So that's my long-winded answer about partnerships. It's a, it's, a, it's a very tricky thing to do. But if you find something that works, that you, it just falls into place, then yeah, it can be amazing. Okay, great. I like the idea that what you suggested with the uh, virtual assistants. Mm -hmm. I'd, uh, 
I did an episode a little while ago about uh, VAs and what they can do for you. And yeah, I think that's a, that's a perfect uh, opportunity for, for you to help, uh, help someone else and get the help you need as well. Right. Exactly. So I guess uh, we're coming to the end of the episode again. Um, I want to thank you very much, Kevin, for being with me one more time. Uh, I've really enjoyed chatting with you and learning about your businesses and uh, wish you all the best in everything that you're, uh, that you're doing. And hopefully uh, um, I'll be able to keep track of you on your podcast. I'm enjoying the episodes that I've listened to so far. Oh, thanks a lot, Jackie. Yeah, it's been fun. And uh, yeah, I liked what you're doing as well. And I wish you all the best. Great. Thanks very much. That's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by www.beyondretirement.ca and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and I hope we'll see you next week.